0: what's up everyone another episode of verbal garbage coming at you hot and live it's another sunday morning edition uh fresh off ufc orlando went down there last night made a day trip out of it so we drove uh drove up there around 2 30 in the afternoon got there around 5 30 5 45 got this little 20 hour parking spot you know a little right in front of the arena and i thought it was pretty interesting because i'm really used to going to You know Philly sports, repping my Eagles, obviously right here, and um, you know the parking lot's there are something of a nightmare. You know you spend I know the Eagles game it was forty five dollars and you're just obviously you're in embedded in the stadium parking lot with all the other the diehards and the crazies and you know football I guess could be a little different because if it's a big blowout or something like that you might have a ton of people leaving early or leaving early in the fourth quarters as opposed to fighting MMA fights where. Most people stick around to the main event. You know, that's kind of what they're there for. And me, obviously, I had a buddy of mine on the card who didn't get the result he wanted, but still looked awesome. Just another entertaining fight after, I think, like a 13-month layoff from start to surgery. So, you know, obviously, I'm sure he would love to get that one back, but I was just so excited to see Nico fight in person again and uh, chase his dreams. Not the result we wanted. And, you know, I'll bet it's kind of tough going there and watching someone you're friendly with in person because after, you know, the fight's over, if the result's not what you wanted, you kind of sink down and let it ruin your night. And I know that was kind of sticking with me, having a hard time bouncing on, moving on to the next ones. But sometimes how the fights go. So just a couple notes from the MMA fights. Obviously, um, third one I've been to, you know, two other ones I've sat. Different seats. The first one I ever went to, I sat at a club box in Philly. Then I sat on the floor in Tampa. And then we sat up high again in Orlando this time. And I think the seats are a little bit better when you got that that perch down view. Get a little bit better view of everything. So um I don't know, it was pretty funny. The uh obviously when you go to sporting events, the restroom lines are always uh an event in themselves Let so we turn this thing off. But At MMA events, it's even more so heightened because you're there. I would say like a a ten to one ratio of men to women at these fights. So every single time you go out to the bathrooms, you just see the most absurd line for men and then women. There's just nothing to be said. So, uh, so let's let's let write the MMA arena, shall we? Um, I I was pretty impressed with the the facilities there, the concessions there it was, uh, left a lot to be desired. You know, one bathroom, there was like eight urinals lined up on the wall, two sinks, two out of three, three, uh, three sinks, only two were working. Then you had one little paper towel dispenser. It's like, you no, know, one of the lines are moving so slow. Some sporting, uh, arenas I've been in, they got, you know, 20, 40 urinals in there. And then they got eight to 10 sinks. And, multiple paper towel stations so you can be a little more efficient here you know like i said the parking was easy but downtown traffic and with the uh all the construction going on it took me so long to get out of there just making circles and just a bunch of bullshit like i said with these these male dominated crowds you're gonna get obviously all those the know-it-all fight fans that like behind me there was just a guy who was just pretty much doing play-by-play for the whole six and a half hours just sitting there like saying what this fighter was doing wrong with the other fighters weaknesses is why he wasn't capitalizing on that, you know, going back to the drawing board type stuff. So it's just, um, uh, then in front of us, we had, you know, looked like a little skirmish breakout. We were super excited for, you know, in between fights, you're going to have a couple times. It's a few minutes of dead time. Sometimes it's seconds. Sometimes it's, you know, 25 minutes. So in between one, there was a little bit of a buildup and, um, uh, there was a guy and a girl screaming at each other and you know, my ears perked up right away being the reality drama lover that I am and kinda of peeked over and saw something about a beer being spilled. So some security guard was called in and yeah, you know, he was just here on each side taking notes and literally just had a walkie-talkie like clipped to a shirt and it was holding a clipboard and literally just taking notes and I'm, I'm assuming documenting the identities and the clothing of said individuals to make sure everything was under tight wraps and Pretty much nothing ended up happening with that. You know, they kind of beef got squashed. The, the girl moved up and she was kind of away from the guy. And then we, we help we couldn't help but notice one gentleman with uh a, a quarter sleeve left arm tattoo, a backwards hat, a UFC hat, and then a backwards uh I mean and then a UFC t shirt. So we were we were intrigued right away. We knew this was our, our candidate for the fight. So he's yapping and yapping to someone and The guy's walking down the stairs, the kids yapping at him, and then the guy literally just points to the ground. He's like, "Right here!" So they were, you know, marking their territory, getting ready to start scrapping it up. You know, what could more could you ask for? You're at a a venue, a setting for professional fights, and in between, you get a couple, you know, the amateur tough guys that want to mix it up and sign me up. So. They start barking at each other for a few minutes. It kind of fizzles down. You know, a fight starts, so it just kind of gets distracted. And that one dies. So now we had two hopefuls that have died. And a few minutes later, our our white knight's coming back, giving us a surprise of the day that we were hoping for. And, you know, four or five rows in front of him now to the left. He's got a gentleman in a tied Tuli shirt, and they just start yapping and barking and cursing. And you can see the middle fingers going up and fuck bombs and, all that, so I see one guy, you know, just undo his, like, I think he'd loosen his belt and untucked his shirt, and then just, like, started flexing and getting ready, and nothing. Security came in pretty quick, because they were already documenting this fellow from instance number one, and had their eyes on him pretty good, and he ended up getting escorted out, and, you know, he was going up the stairs, getting escorted out, and on his way out, fucking wound up and took a nice big spit into someone's face. What do you, what do you, oh, we got the dog bark. Let me, uh, mute for. Try to mute for a few seconds to kill the dog audio, but you know what? It is what it is. This is nature. And this is a little organic live Sunday morning podcast. What are you going to do? But. Yeah, anyways, the guy spits in his face. and I don't As someone who's never been into a fight, I, I can't imagine even getting into one because I don't want anything to do with it. But I mean, if there's like one guaranteed way to get into a fight, I feel like it's spitting in someone's face, especially as you're getting, you know, escorted out of the arena. The guy was already, clearly he was itching for a fight. This is my other thing. You're spending, I mean, these UFC tickets are quite, Expensive, you're spending anywhere from two to six hundred bucks for average seats. And before you freak out, you know, keep in mind this is 11 to 14 high, high level mixed martial arts fights at the highest level with best production value. Uh, you got Bruce Buffer calling the phone. I mean, it's just everything is done right. So, whenever I spend it, I don't really. I mean, it's something I really enjoy going to, and, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about how expensive it is, and I do understand it, but it's what you enjoy, right? So this guy is, I can't imagine the money he spent on beer to get to the point where he was this drunk trying to fight with everyone, but, you know, it's the fourth fight of the main card. The co-main and main event are about to be coming up, and he literally got kicked out before the co-main event started, which ended up being a finish. I think RDA got a rear naked choke, and then main event was the best fight of the night with Wonderboy Thompson, just dialing back the clock and really digging back into his old roots and he had a custom Jack Black walkout song get the boot right and just came out and looked looked incredible so as far as the food goes you know I got the dip and Dots right away with my two I got two uh, two UFC Orlando t-shirts that moved right or moved to the left and I got separated from my three cohorts I went with my dad even my uh, my brother so I'm going over to find the dip and line and I'm just looking up in the air, like looking around, getting my bearings. And my buddy Austin, who's married to my friend Carmela, he just Frankie. Saw one of my good buddies. We just had a few minutes of chat. And then I'm him my other friend Kane later on, who's a former guest of the podcast. So you guys might know him. And just super excited to be there. And when you you got friends there, you know, you're picking their brains about where they're seating, what they like, what they don't like. So the dipping dots got me off to a great start. I was able to smuggle the weed pen in, you know, on the way there. I was one in my edibles from uh, the New Jersey edibles I got, it was like pecan, caramel, brownies, shorties, or whatever. And then I had just little gummies. So that with the weed pen, I took like probably four four shots of whiskey before I went in, and really was just getting the getting the feels right. So we went in, got PDQ, which. You know, your boy was having a little bit of a stomach issue, and I'll admit it could have been raw. It was very gummy and very – something wasn't right. And I don't know if I've talked about this before, but when you go to a stadium and you order food there at that price and you look at the the crew, if you will, that's assembling this fried meat or this roll, whatever you're going to eat. I mean, dip and that's pretty harm-free, right? You take the scoop, you scoop it in there, and you just dump it in the cup. When you're talking chicken, man, I mean, let's be real. Are we using gloves? Are we not using gloves? How long was the chicken, you know, left to be thawed out? I know when I cook chicken, it's a topic I've talked about numerous times. But if I'm the one prepping your food for you, count your blessings because all the veins, all the cuberts, all the little unfriendly little pieces of filth that live on a said. Just one chicken breast. You know, I I scrape that to the bone and get every little nook and cranny cleaned out. But when you go to these stadiums, I just don't know if that's really on their agenda. You know, I feel like they just take the chicken, just throw it in the the batter or whatever they have and just fry it. You know, I spent $19 on chicken tenders, fries, and a honey mustard. And the honey mustard I get is literally enough for like four to five individual dips from one walking tender i mean come on man pdq and I, i remember my friend jason got into a little twitter spat with pdq online and i think he i wish i could remember the story now but he's notorious for you know take having takeout and more fast food and then he gets a bad experience and he goes right to twitter and you know, I've I've gone back and forth, and this is something I think, Jason. If you listening, I think we should go back and rekindle these little flames of ours, where we would go on, and you would make a comment, and you would tell me, and then I would go on and reinforce your stance, and kind of help you get your your way with the money. And I remember PEQ was quite generous to our friend, but yeah, I mean, you're used to a certain standard. I'm not gonna lie. I always talk about the Philly sports. You know, you're used to that thing, and then you go to a rundown little Orlando Magic Arena it is what it is, right? So yeah, fight night, amazing. Great time. Uh there's definitely some stories I wanted to go over. But let's see if I can bring them up. Just a couple little little events of ours. I know um one of them is this this Jalen Kitna. I don't know if you guys heard about this and it's not meant to be funny, but I'm gonna pull it up real quick and we'll do the screen share I suppose why not right but uh if any of you guys are football fans there used to be a quarterback in the NFL named John Kitna and he's he's got a son now he's going to the University of Florida so obviously he's a pretty high highly touted player and he's made the news for just all the wrong reasons right so let's all right, well, he, he was in Florida. Now uh, he's not. So we'll just quickly go into the story. Uh, Jalen Kitna, off Florida roster following arrest, sources confirmed. So Florida back and quarterback Jalen Kitna was dismissed from the team Friday, sources confirmed BS ban, following arrest last week on child pornography charges. <laughs> I mean, what do you even say, right? Kidna is facing two counts of distribution of child exploitation with material, three counts of possession of child pornography. Two of the five charges, which still need to be formalized by the state's attorney office, are second-degree felonies that could result in a prison term of up to 15 years, not enough, and a fine of up to $10,000. There are three other third-degree felonies. So uh, he was released on jail, released from jail on an $80,000 bond. Uh, the re- conditions of his release were Not having, you had to have supervised contact, cannot have any unsupervised contact with minors and have to have any internet access. John and Jennifer Kitna, his parents, promised that they would supervise their 19 year old son in Texas where they live. All right, so obviously, I'm not trying to be a dickhead here, but if you're, and I think what this was was like he was going online and sharing pictures of like, assaults, like sexual assaults happening from, to minors from people that were over the age so I mean if you're going to share this stuff, I mean this is this is pretty damning for this guy I don't see how you can stop short of putting him in jail, I mean what is going to stop him you can't have parental access to this guy for his whole entire life and you can't restrict someone from the internet the whole life, I mean it's if you're going to be outside of prison, there's no way you can limit someone's internet access it's everywhere and anywhere um, yeah, I mean, they don't go too much in the charges here, but I just thought that, that was just appalling. and kind of needed to be talked about. Um, if we can state the college football kind you know, number three, number four in the last couple of days, conference championship games went down. So that was, uh, pretty surprising TCU and USC both going down. So just a little bit more college news. Um, uh, you know, I just saw that kid in the thing and it probably would have made the the stories, obviously, if it was any old college player, but the fact that he's related to a former NFL player, I mean, it's a brutal, brutal crime, and I hope he pays for it. Um, some other stuff, I guess we can talk about. The uh, the World Cup's been going on, right? And, you know, I kind of caught some flack from someone the other day when I was saying, like, yeah, I'm not really watching the World Cup because... I'm just not one of these guys that's going to like talk shit on soccer and have my opinions about soccer. And then when the world cup starts, I'm going to be pounding my chest for the USA. You know, and I'm obviously I love the country. I love USA, but I don't necessarily think soccer is the best representative of the country, especially with these, these teams that go out constantly and just underperform and let us down. So I know they had, a match against Iran and England and just had one against someone else and they lost, so I think they're eliminated. I think we can finally get that over with. I don't know. I just... I get it. You want to be patriotic in the World Cup, I think, is every four years, so what happens you really want to get into it and spread the the cheer, but (sighs) I don't know. Am I a Grinch sometimes with some things? Sure, but whatever so um I've been going kind of back and forth with my one friend at uh Jujitsu and we've just been talking about the uh if you guys listen to my guest episode last week with Rocky and Samantha we kind of talked about the uh, the online dating world that I've kind of forayed into and found myself into doing I'll admit at first it could have been a little bit ambitious of me to think that I was gonna go on these these pathetic little sites and find some some love but you know, sometimes you want to be hopeful of things and pretend, but you know, the more I've gone on there and stayed lingering these last couple of days, I've, I've just come to realize, I was like, you know what, this is some, some excellent c- content for the podcast. Right. So, all right, we do have two more stories I think I want to get to, but I'm trying to find here um, just some, you know, I've been, I can't help but going on these things and screenshotting a couple of these, uh, these people I've come across. So, right away, cosmetology is, is a red flag. And this is just a little inside baseball for someone who's uh who might be inquiring. Like I had talked about on that one episode where I seem to have met this sweet, young Spanish lady who claimed to be a cosmetologist and then 20 minutes later ended up saying she was a camp girl. So, anytime I see cosmetology right away, I'm just already thinking some kind of Russian bot that's got really bad intentions and just trying to scam and scheme. So, I mean, where do we go with this whole thing? Obviously, this is so embarrassing to talk about, but I just find it somewhat humorous at this point. And if I'm going to go through these things, I feel like I got to be the guy that's, you know, the guy that learns how he's the one crawling so everyone else can walk. And I'm not saying anyone else is going to be using this as a means of hope, but it just got to the point where it was too good. So, Here's an about me. Don't match with me if it won't go anywhere, period. Best of both worlds with a pride flag. No threesomes, I don't share. Not the submissive type. Come die with me. Mental health, unawareness. Woke AF. I'm gonna keep it real. Most of you are lame and ugly AF. No, I don't want your ugly BF. Dad bods and thick girls and brunettes. I am religious. I like cats. I smoke when I drink. I am a 90s girl. Should I, should I keep going or are you already in love yet? Because, I mean, man, when I saw this, I was like, how do I swipe 100 times for one person? Um, Where do we begin? I mean, it's just funny. No, I don't want your ugly BF you're uh, most of you are ugly and lame as fuck i wish i could do a screen share and show you guys the picture of this individual but i'm not going to do that because it's cruel but it's one thing to have a little bio about you and just say something about you but to go on and just start attacking other people and do you girl and thanks for the thanks for the content but this is just pathetic you know um so, I don't know, I just find that these people on here are really, really intense and really crude, and there, there's a, a theme going on lately where I see it's a lot of uh, open marriage, period. Yes, he knows, not at my house. And, you know, these people, these women are advertising pictures with their husband, who's, you know, just a, a full-blown cuck, you know? I mean, he's, his girlfriend, or his wife, excuse me, Is even some of these relationships have children, and... She's openly talking about, you know, taking on all covers and doing what she's got to do as long as it's not at the kid's house. Um, I don't know. This, this cuck sensation to me is, is pretty wild. I get it if, you're, if you guys love each other, but you just want to keep spicing up the relationship. I mean, I guess that could be something. But all these guys have the same – kind of makeup and demeanor as from someone who's standing on the sidelines noticing um you know you got the the really pronounced jawline you got the chin strap beard with very minimal lip hair right you've usually got like a trucker hat on definitely that southern look you know with the ripped jeans the flannel the trucker hat the boots um i've been noticing a lot of converse you know like uh They'll wear shorts with low-cut Converse and no socks. So I think I'm starting to pick up on that. There's definitely some chiseled action going on in the teeth. You know, being a, a tool salesman, you asked me a year ago what a punch and a chisel are. I don't know. But now I can, I uh, not know I can sell you on one, but I can relate it to the dating world. It looks like we took a little uh, four-inch snap on chisel with our little eight-ounce dead blow hammer. We're just hammering away on a couple of these little, these southern teeth. So... We got the chucks of the boots, we got the teeth, we got the trucker hat, we got the ripped jeans, and there there definitely seems to be a, a past pattern of cigarette smoking and or a jewel obsession because I've started to notice this this yellow to brown film that seems to be lingering on the, uh, the front four teeth and the bottom two, and how I'm able to tell this is due to the chiseling, you know, you can kind of get a read on all six of those bad boys, so... I don't know, between seeing the cucks and then seeing the hubris of these these Tinder chicks that just think that they are, they got the world at their hands and the world is their oyster and everyone's lame and ugly and that they're just they're out there, so um, I'm going to be quite honest, you know I've had uh, another <laughs> Latina approach me uh, you know on one of these apps or whatever and then it progressed to Instagram messaging. And the reason I'm doing Instagram messaging is that because I feel it's quicker and I can respond more. And this is, I'm equating this to fishing at this point, you know, I'm getting catfished and now I'm taking out my fucking reel and I'm hook, line, and sinker. So now my approach is I'm trying to find out how I can make it desirable for some of these catfishing cam girls to come on the podcast. So we can, we can learn a little bit about them. I can pick their brains and ask their questions. And, uh, you know, we made some some progress with one of these Floridian catfish the other day, and we really we really thought we were about to land one of them, but fortunately at the last second she she broke free of the hook, and she swam away with the other fishies, so she was demanding gas money, um, she wanted it to be in person, she wanted money for the appearance, and then she wanted me to pay for a massage afterwards, so uh, just to show you what we're dealing with here, but, we're not gonna give up yet. We're gonna we're gonna try to get a zoom call with one of these catfish out. And unfortunately what that's gonna entail is your boys just gonna have to keep marching out to the front lines and taking taking fire from all sides. But you know what? There's a war out there and I feel like I can win this for my people and uh the online dating thing it's just it's a really nice little wrinkle to the podcast right now. we've talked about my dreams and aspirations to being on reality television and I feel as if this foray might really hone my skills to get camera ready. And and who knows? we're, uh, we're really having a good time with it. You know, we're, we're not paying, we're just going on for free. We're, we're just swiping. and Pretty much now it's just, it's podcast plugs. It's advertising. I mean, I'm putting on my profile, like listen to my podcast. Here it is. And, uh, to be honest, I've seen a spike in the listenership lately. So I think some of these, uh, these cammies are, are tuned in. I'm not saying the retention rate's very high with the show, and I'm not saying they're sticking around, but by God, we're trying. And, you know, if I can get like an, uh, an open marriage couple on here or a girl who's sending, you know, messages on Snapchat about selling their body for $150, whatever the case may be, I want to know why you don't just work a normal job, why you're resorting to selling your body how did it get to this point? You know, did you go on a dating app and have a bad experience with one guy and then decided you're going to turn this into a, you know, you're going to become a venture capitalist and start trying to scam nice, innocent men like me, or just trying to find, trying to find the rock of love, you know? So I don't know. I just, I find it all to be quite humorous and what are you going to do? You know, um, we got a, a few more stories and then we can end it with that. Obviously, we got the Black Friday shop and I talked about. Got a good amount of my stuff done. Uh, been a crazy couple of weeks at of work, but oh well. No one gives a fuck. Um, one thing I saw online the other day, it's pretty cool. Uh, there was a homeless man who's got a pet rabbit. Shout out to the Nardi family who's uh, taking on two rabbits themselves. And I talked about that transgendered, cisgendered, gender fluid rabbit of my sister's. It was originally identified as a male and now as a female and or maybe she's a female with male parts i don't know what's going on but anyways uh the homeless man's rabbit was thrown over a bridge by a passerby and he immediately jumped to the river to save her and resuscitated her he won an award was given animal food and job and the passerby was charged with animal cruelty so there's a nice little story some scumbag you know went on took a homeless man's rabbit threw it and the homeless man went down saved her and resuscitated her just when you think all hope is lost with humanity, we're reborn. Um, another really funny story. I don't know if you guys can see this. Right here. There was a gentleman uh, wearing a Georgia Bulldogs sweatshirt, Georgia Bulldogs beanie, a little snow cap with a little, a little fuzzball on top. There was um, a most wanted list posted. The Georgia Georgia Police Department, I guess, pretty much posted online of Five different mugshots of different guys that are wanted for crimes, and uh, our boy here, Mister Christopher Spaulding, he literally commented on the page, you know, because we got we got Carlos Neal, age thirty six, for armed robbery. We got Christopher Hurst, age twenty six, for armed robbery and ag assault. We got Christopher Gilbert, age thirty three, La Christopher, and Christopher spelled with a Y instead of an I. This guy, I would love to have his mom on and talk to her. Uh, kidnapping, so don't don't leave your kids around him. Damian Mungan, age 40, aggravated assault and bat and burglary. Tyron Morrow aggravated assault. So, you know, I, I think our boy Chris was feeling a little left out here and uh just commented, how about me? The Rockdale County Sheriff's Office immediately responded, Chris Respalding, and they tagged him, You are correct. You have two warrants. We are on the way and he ended up getting arrested in books. So, uh, Chris, we want to thank you for your participation in the social media games and, uh, way to go, buddy. I mean, you really, you really nailed it with that one. So just kind of browsing my phone and see if there's any other pressing stories that we needed to cover. I know, um, it's just, yeah, the current events, I definitely wanted to get into more of it this week. Unfortunately, like I just squeezed this podcast and I didn't think I was going to get it done, but, here we are, baby. We did it again. Um, obviously, Sunday going to be released on Monday, so we won't get to talk much football in on this one. But, you know, the Birds got a big game today. It's a, it's a big, big slate of football going on today. And let's just, let's just do it for my own sake, because I'll listen to this after the fact. Just go on, check out the slate today, and do a couple picks, because, you know, there's a couple really high-profile games. So I'll just end this by giving my kind of thoughts on you know, four of these games or so. Um, first of all, we got the Titans and the Eagles, right? So I'm going to share the screen one last time just so I can uh, do that because, you know, it's it's nice for people to be able to look for the listeners, if you care, you know, just to be able to peek and see what I'm talking about. Because, um, you know, the Eagles and the Titans is kind of a, an interesting matchup. Unfortunately, we're, we're really struggling with the run defense right now and they happen to have... I'm not going to say right now he's the best running back in the league, but over the last four or five years, he's been the guy as far as running backs. Uh, Derek Henry. Nice thing is Jordan Davis has just activated off the IR, so he's got a window. Um, he's on the active roster today, so they're hoping he's going to be playing. Um, Mike Vrabel, great coach. I, I'm not sold on Tan at all. I mean, he's a serviceable guy. Uh, I'm just going to go with the Eagles. It's a home game. going with the Birds. Uh, the Commanders and the Giants commies as we like to call them uh washington's at new york i really think washington's gonna pull this one off i think they've been kind of on the upward trajectory in new york's been struggling new york jets and minnesota vikings i like i like this game simply because minnesota's uh between them and dallas and the eagles and i guess the 49ers they're the, the top teams in the nfc and they're kind of fighting i've never believed in minnesota i still think they're frauds they got a home game against the jets team that is uh Kind of breathing new air right now. You know, they just got Mike White coming in off the bench after inexcusably starting Zach Wilson for as many games as they did. Now, I know he had a winning record, but you watch football, I watch football. We know that that guy's not deserving of a top five pick that you, I think he was number two. No. And, you know, just constantly throwing his defense under the bus like he did or not coming to support them, take any accountability. I really like this Jets team. I like their defense. I like their playmakers. I like the new, the new swag they're playing with. Uh, this morning they had all the pictures of all the guys wearing Mike White shirts. So, uh J E T S Jets Jets Jets. You know, so, so uh, let's just go over them quickly. Jacksonville at Detroit. I like Jacksonville. Green Bay at Chicago. I like Green Bay. They're still technically alive. They got to win that. Pittsburgh and Atlanta. and eh, Atlanta talked about the eagles we got baltimore and denver russell russell uh let russ cook you know denver's really struggling i think their coach needs to be gone so maybe if they lose today at baltimore which i think they will he'll be out cleveland at houston deshaun watson coming back after his uh his much needed time off after all these massages the poor guy had got. you know he's really sore still so he took 13 weeks off just to let his body heal just kidding he was suspended this whole time he probably shouldn't be playing um but he's playing against his old team on in his old team stadium. So I think Deshaun's going to come back. I think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to be super rusty. I think he's going to look good. He's got some playmakers around him. Two really good running backs. Two pretty good receivers. It's a fun game. Seattle at L.A. Uh, L.A. is terrible. The Rams, that is. Seattle's kind of clicking. I like Seattle there. Four o'clock window. Three uh, – well, there's four games. That first one I just covered. Then San Fran and Miami, which is – All right, we got that or, you know, Cincy and Kansas City. Cincy-Kansas City is a rematch of the AFC Championship game. I don't know which game I'm more intrigued by. The Miami-San Francisco game is, you know, you got the storylines, for those of you who aren't aware. San Francisco got this young coach named Mike McDaniel, and he pretty much mentored and learned all from Kyle Shanahan, who's the coach of the 49ers, and then his dad, Mike Shanahan. So everywhere that McDaniel's been, he's been with Shanahan. Um, he obviously took a bunch of his players with him, took a lot of the coaches. So just a big brother, little brother thing. I'm intrigued by it. Um, I like Miami. They're going on the road. It's not cold weather. They got to worry about the playing in San Fran. It's going to be an awesome game, but I like Miami. Uh, KC and Cincy, Uh, just an amazing game. Jamar Chase is coming back. I don't think Mixon's going to be playing for the Bengals. Um, Give me the Chiefs until I see otherwise, right? Hold on one second. Hold on. Uh, we got Chargers and Raiders kind of bringing an end to the week with the 4 o'clock slate. I, gu- I guess we'll go Raiders. Uh, they're the home team. They've been a little bit, I'm not going to say hot, but Jacobs has been on a roll. Chargers still got some injuries dealing with Mike Williams. So Sunday Night Football, Dallas and Indy. I'm pulling for Indy with their, their amazing coach with no experience. Uh, we need Dallas to lose. Tampa, New Orleans, you know, there's a, a rumor swirling around about Brady potentially going to back to New England, finish it off there. They look stale. Something's not clicking in Tampa, but I still think they're going to win this home game. They're leading that division somehow under 500, and we'll see. So, sorry if I did a little too much football there, but just kind of wanted to end on that, uh, get some more current events. I got another. Potential podcast in the works, you know, might be starting another one with that. my girl Franny, who you guys have heard on here a few times, to uh, talk about all the customer service and cookie and all the kind of issues you want to hear about. So until then, expect the uh, one solo, one guest episode a week. Uh, for now, I'm just kind of, like I said, in a makeshift room, doing what I can, putting content out. So for those of you listening, thank you. For those of you watching, I'm sorry. verbal Garbage, out.